home daycare. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about Anyways. it. Anyways. How old are the... So, Chef August, welcome to the to the hey. podcast. How's it going, Jason? It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's it's going well. We're doing this a little differently. We're doing the Instagram Live. So, yeah. any, anybody listening, chime in if you'd like to. Um, how is the, the homeschooling going? Well, they're two and three months. So, it's... Oh. It's just a lot of baby time. Yeah, three months. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, three months, and then we have a two-year-old. So the uh, kind of keep you on the edge of your seat there with a, a baby, right? Yeah, surprisingly, the three-month-old is super laid back and almost no work at all. Yeah, and our our two-year-old is <laughs> in the terrible twos. Yeah, oh, that's yeah for certain. And we love him, but yeah, but I mean, the, I. Uh, Ted man is trying to get a diaper on him yesterday. <laughs> right, right. But the schoolwork, as far as them, them that's, uh, I mean, it's pretty light, right? It's I mean, he does daycare stuff, yeah, but yeah. it's not, I mean, it's definitely but entirely yeah. optional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, how are you? You're outside or you at the garden? Yeah, I just stepped outside. I'm at the porch. It's drizzling, like just barely. Yeah. But it's still really nice out. And like the weather's been beautiful lately. So yeah. we spent a lot of time outside. Got a really nice yeah. background no. there. Yeah, that looks look, gorgeous. Look, honestly, this is my first Instagram live. Yeah. It's so much crisper than any of the other formats we use. Right, right. I was like, it's, awesome. it's a little different than Zoom, but I like this because we can also see people chiming in. Yeah, yeah. I do a lot of that these days, but this is cool. And I see yeah, all the chats. And yeah. That's fun. Yeah, hopefully... Yeah. Ah, Chef Michael Wake has joined us. We need to touch base. I'll get back to you, Chef. Over hey. at the Funkadelic, yeah. Um, oh, cool. So, Chef August, what are you up to these days? Well, I uh, I spend a lot of time on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our school, I, I teach at the August Escoffier Culinary School now, and uh, we're all online for the time being. Okay. And uh, it's good. It's great that we can keep we can keep doing education, yeah. right? Um, but it's different. It's different for everybody. What? Um, it's, uh, where did you land in the? Um, what do you teach in there specifically? Uh, I'm lucky. I, I t I'm teaching a restaurant operations class right now, which I've done previously. Yes. Regularly, I do a lot of the kitchen classes. Right. Right. Um, this is a little different. It's operations. It's uh, spreadsheets. It's it's. Uh, Management theory, uh, standard operating stuff, training, hiring. You know, it's all the stuff, uh, you know, people need to learn to stay in business. So that's cool. Yeah. You know, it's nice to to have a little I don't know, counterpart to doing you know, kitchen classes. Yeah. Which is great, right? And that's what I've been doing for a long time. But, you know, it's important stuff. I think it's interesting. I don't know if everyone thinks it's interesting, yeah. but I do. Well, so before the uh, culinary arts that at teaching, yeah. what were you doing? Well, uh, I was restaurant chef for well, quite a while. Yeah, uh, I started off about twenty years ago, just working in kitchens when I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, went to the Culinary Institute of America when I was young. I was eighteen when I enrolled, and uh, I moved to Tucson for a long time. From Texas. Uh, I'm originally from Tucson, Arizona. Oh, okay, okay. So I went to New York, okay. back to Tucson. Okay. 
uh, a couple of stops along the way. Uh, I spent a little time working in like uh, the Poconos in Pennsylvania. That was pretty interesting. Okay. Um, working in like Westchester and places around New York. Uh, I moved back to Tucson. I did that for about 10 years. I was there. Um, really cool places. I was lucky to work at, uh, you know, some like, I don't know if anyone's from Tucson or anyone's watching, but you know, I was, I was lucky enough to work for a lot of iconic chefs there in Tucson, Janos Wilder, uh, Jim Murphy and Jeff Wasersky, Bluefin, um, and King Fisher. Um, really, uh, Hacienda del Sol is a nice guest ranch. I was for a long time worked there and, you know, kind of learned, learned my way there. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. You Before were, I started going off into other executive chef jobs and things like that. How uh, how old were you at that time? I was young, man. I was probably like twenty. Okay. One to five. Young and you ambitious. Know? Yeah, I worked okay. a lot. I worked two jobs along the time. Um, somewhere along the line, I uh, I connected with Fox Restaurants and uh, worked for uh, them for a while. Okay. That, that's like my longest stand would be uh, with. Uh, Fox restaurants north specifically north okay yeah because we I remember a tav- Taverna right I uh, and yeah and then I moved on to uh, the uh, Lombardi group they got with with Taverna okay, okay. I uh, the last you know I, I've done a couple of things with some friends in in town yes just uh, helping out part-time stuff to fill the time maybe during summer but um last real restaurant gig i had was like over three years ago opening up taverna in the domain now that i believe when you and i because i didn't i did not know that you were at north before that yeah well you know dominique used to do used to uh stop by north yes, right yeah, but yeah. kind of you know you came on with him and uh i think probably like yeah probably last time there at north or at taverna yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's been a common theme that ever since I've known you, like I, I mentioned it when I met you, I was building raised beds in my yeah. backyard, and we were going back and forth. Oh, what should I plant? Yeah, what should I plant? It. Yeah, and uh, this has been yeah. something that every time I talk to you, you're growing something that you're excited about. <laughs> you know, uh, I found I need hobbies, right? Yeah, you can only do so much work at work, so. You know, having a couple of hobbies. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I've been, I've had some, some gardening disasters. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, you got to live and learn, right? Uh, yeah. You uh, every year, I think you get a little, you know, a little extra piece of knowledge. What what uh, grows well, what doesn't? Uh, what What's been the biggest disaster? I know, I know mine. Um. Corn fails. Corn is not as easy as it looks to grow. Right. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I grew some real tiny, odd-shaped corn. Sure. Um, you know, sometimes you grow stuff and no one wants it. Like, first year I planted okra, I didn't... I mean, there's a couple of uses, really good ones. Yeah, for sure. But when you end up with, like, 20 pounds of okra... Pickle some of it. Yeah, try to get creative, right? right. <laughs> well, eventually you just start. Yeah, exactly. You start running out of stuff to do with okra. Sure, <laughs> but as good as it is. Yeah, and I love it. So the corn. You know. My my first d- dilemma was when I planted all my tomato plants. Right, start simple. But what now? There's the difference between the ones that will continue to grow, and then the ones that 
um, will only grow to a certain height. Is that? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, actually, the the term is some of them fruit throughout the season, right? Um, so some of them you get a consistent harvest from, let's see, determined maybe a month now. So like May, yeah, June, July, yeah. Yeah, uh, indeterminate, right? Yeah, there we, we go. go. Okay, you know, three, four months of fruiting. Here in Texas, it gets too hot. Once the once it gets above ninety five, they'll no longer pollinate. Um, and so you'll get you'll get buds, but no tomatoes following that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The tomato plant just too hot, shuts down. Even the hot varieties I found after June, July, you know, just take them out because. Sure. You might get a second harvest in the fall, but keeping them going through the summer yeah. is like not really water effective, cost effective, right? However you want to call it. And then you get determinate varieties, yeah. which like you get like 20 pounds at once and you maybe you get a second harvest in a month or two. So sometimes it's a balancing act. You end up with just a bunch of stuff all at once. Right. So... I found interesting things to do with them. You know, yeah. You know, cook a lot of green tomatoes. That's fun. Sure. Um, fried green, or you turn them into a chutney or a jam or something like that is cool. Uh, I like to give a lot of stuff away when I can. You yeah. know, I got uh, neighbors on both sides. We try and drop some stuff off with. I probably bring it to the school. Just drop a bag of stuff off for one nice. of the classes to nice. use. Yeah. Um, How sustainable is that garden you've got going right now? I try and do uh, two to three plantings a year, okay. right? Yeah. Um, and I'll kind of like pan over here. Sure. Right. So, um, and and some stuff grows in stages. Like, let's see over here. There's an eggplant all the way in the back. That'll start fruiting in about a month. Yeah. But you can see the tomato plants are already got a lot of blossoms on it. Those are the ones kind of Shorter ones in the front, right next to that yellow truck there. Yeah. Um, those will start fruiting pretty much almost immediately. Very cool. And so, like I said, about a month of that. And then it's, you just got to keep rotating. So well, what's the, uh, I got to ask, because it's the, the trick to fight off, because the birds, when you look and you see that that tomato looks like it's ready, the birds yeah. see the same thing. Take it off before then. That's it. That's it. That's they the... stop growing. You can see them when they stop growing. Um, the minute they get a hint of red, you got to take, take them out. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Take them off. Put them in your put them in your pantry. Yeah. Uh, the ones you want to use about a week out. Take them. Put them in a bowl. Put it by a window. You could uh, put it with a some bananas next to it. Help it. Yeah. Yeah. I had. Yeah, I had a, a huge uh, uh, anger issue with the birds the first year that happened to me. They took everything. They're, they're rough. Oh, yeah. I use those cages, and they kind of keep them from flying into them. Yeah. I don't like, I mean, it's hard to do like chicken wire and stuff like that, because yeah. then you're kind of locked out yourself. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. And I'm just like a giant bird trying to get to my stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, doesn't work great. Uh, but, like, once they're done... I found just like once the harvest is over, slash and burn, come yeah. down, uh, plant some squash in the summer, yeah. stuff that's going to grow. So sure. like get so hot here, you got to switch to a different crop. Um, I plant a lot of lettuces in the summer, 
those grow year round. Uh, switch it out for summer squash. So when you uh, go out there and you're gonna pick yeah. pick food, can you make a whole meal yeah. right now? With, with, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have a little tour. Yeah. It's just drizzling, so we'll take a peek before it goes. I wish I could turn it. Can I turn it around? I believe so. I think the top left corner. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. check it out. Um. Yeah, we're gonna take a little little right tour. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like these are some yos. Those will bear all these. You know that's great. But like stuff like this, Swiss chard. This will grow around. Hey, oh, you're around. August. Little rogue seeds. There, some. August, can you hear me? Can you hear me, man? You're breaking up just a little bit. Hello there. Spinach. There, a red oak there. Yeah. Please. Yeah. I'm going to go closer. I'm going to shut off my Wi-Fi. Okay, yeah. that's what's going on. Yeah, okay. Do that. And then and uh, I'm let's... already getting jalapenos. This will be around. Yeah. ATX Vegans, we need to set this up. <laughs> there uh, we go. All right, cool. Yeah, sorry. You were cutting out Any a little better? bit there. Yeah, uh, I think I think we're better. No worries. Yeah. So, again, more tomatoes. Something interesting I'm trying this year. This is a lemon tree. It's kind of had a hard winter, so it's a little died oh. back. But I'm just now getting like nice shishito peppers. Nice. These are going to be massive jalapenos. It's like a giant jalapeno variety. Very cool. This is a little Tabasco plant. All kinds of weird stuff. This is a giant Italian pepper. It's like eight inches long or something. It's real small now, but you can see they'll they'll get huge. Nice. I'm doing a lot of companion planting. Okay, so that's like... Is that like where you plant two things next to each other that kind of yeah. like... Yeah. Like to, yeah, tomatoes like and example, basil? Yeah, like uh, over there in the small pot, there's onions and broccoli grow okay. together. Right. Um, Does that enhance the flavor or they just grow better that way? A couple of reasons I do that, right? That's yeah. a nice little shito. That would be maybe cool for dinner. Nice. Um couple of reasons I do that and number one is to keep the pests away birds right are not the only pest we get right I mean the insects here are fee are, are, are many you know sure. in variety and quantity yeah and, and we live outside of town so we get everything I get uh, all kinds of Caterpillars eat up everything. Um, uh, white flies, aphids are the worst. Are they? Right? White flies, aphids, we get like little stink bugs and yeah. they, they set, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll take hold. And so, but again, you know, it's, I like to try and do things organically, right? Sure. If I'm going to buy something that is heavily doused with pesticides, yeah, then yeah. I'll just buy it at the store, right? Sure. Um, so trying to, to prevent pests was my original kind of inspiration for doing that. Uh, nesteriums, uh, white flies, pests, hate nesteriums. They're an edible flower. What part so of the town are you around. in? Way, way, uh, way Southeast, like, uh, past the airport. Okay. Yeah. Like halfway to Bastrop. Nice. Yeah. Cool. But you know. It's nice out here. Yeah, nice no. and quiet. Onion. Technically, we're onion next to Onion Creek. 
So, oh, we're I'm down the street. Yeah. I was we were just right? that just came up in conversation yesterday because apparently there's some trails over there for the dogs. Yeah, you know, there's yeah, there's I a didn't couple. know that. Yeah, I might yeah. might be going over there sometime soon. It's nice out here. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, nasturiums keep all the the white flies away. I grow uh, beans with my tomatoes because tomato pests don't like beans, so I'll grow green beans and fava beans. Okay. And and so I'll get some nice tomatoes, but I'll also get some uh, I'll get some nice green beans. And I'll get some nice fava beans and right. You know, for uh, growing, I think the soil right is like the absolute key. Soil's good. I'll tell you the thing that changed my life. Yeah. is that right there is a irrigation system. Okay, with a water timer. All right. And uh, the day I put that in, I, like garden gardening became. Less of a headache and more of a hobby. So it it it's on a timer to release yep. whatever you want it to release. So you use less water because yeah. it it, it kind of it's kind of controlled. So yeah. I do like two minutes. It does two minutes of watering in the morning and two minutes in the afternoon. Oh wow! And on days like this, when it's rainy, I go out there. I shut off the water. It only works if you don't forget to turn the water back on. Yeah, <laughs> and it turns up to a hundred. You know, we got up to 105. If you've forgotten to turn your water on, it's uh, oh god, it get things will get a little crispy out there. Yeah, you it, know? Gets, it gets pretty gnarly. Everything there is exposed. It doesn't look like it ever catches any shade during the day. Nope. No, no, no. Uh, the fence is kind of nice though because okay, yeah. it blocks some of the afternoon light. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it gets uh, you know, two, three, even four or five in the afternoon during the summer. It gets pretty, pretty brutal. Yeah, that pepper. The, the lettuce bed and the peppers that gets the most so that's i just plant stuff that can take the yeah. take the heat yeah. it's mainly peppers and lettuce can kind of handle the sun all day and i keep the tomatoes over here where it gets a little less in the in the evening you kind of learn through ground like you said well what the, gets torched yeah you know? yeah definitely the reason i asked about the soil is because i i ended up with two raised beds they're both six by six foot and one i spent a lot of money on some really nice good soil good quality soil yeah. and because it was so much money i was like well we'll fill the other one up with some uh you know lesser, lesser grade soil. yeah and it was a gardening shop out um off uh off 35 out there um if your head the one south um it's some kind kind of of so they've got a bunch of soil there and i went for like all right maybe like a medium grade soil interesting filled up the back of the truck but that uh that didn't work out like i should have bought the nice soil because i that garden well it will grow weeds and the other one doesn't grow any weeds yeah yeah um i uh i mean i filled these three years ago i don't know i think i just like i got like a truckload of soil from Home Depot. And I, you know, so I add a couple of bags every year. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cause yeah. you know, it gets kind of, yeah. I turn it. Um, I think, uh, you know, buy, like you said, buy it in bulk. Right. That's a, that's a good option. Right. Yes. Well, um, it is if you get good quality. Cause I, I yeah. think I went, I, I skimped out and it was a mistake. Cause I had, been, and I was digging out weeds all year and yeah. Rocks and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and like, uh, what they do out here with the, any of the developments, what they, they'll take, uh, the existing land with nice loamy soil on top and they just bulldoze it all. 
and they take that good soil, they repackage that, they sell it, mm-hmm. and then they replace it with uh, crushed limestone soil, right. stuff like that, where it's it's like, if you dig down below the sod here, it's like hard as a rock. Yeah. So, like, raised beds definitely Well, and the other... Lies. Well, raised yeah. beds also, and someone had taught me this, the, the reasoning behind that is the ground gets so hot here that if it's elevated it won't get as it won't bake yeah. as much well insulates too or cold too okay. i can go stuff into almost into january you know yeah. before we get our first frost we don't get our first frost till you know january something like we did this year things will grow till december sure how That's long nice. have you had the garden back there uh this will be third third year here okay that's- and then i i tried i used to live in tucson i do it there but so there's there's a very small window in, in Tucson. It's you know like the hottest places in the country. So right. I mean that uh, can you can things even grow? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just you have to be more selective, right? Sure. You know um, some of the 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 great stuff that grows any like in the hottest parts is always like squash. Yeah. Okra, squash, lettuces. Those will grow anytime you want, right? Yeah. And almost any type of pepper, too, can handle that heat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, jalapenos are something that are nice to grow, for sure. Yeah, I found myself uh, I find myself canning and, and, and pickling yeah. a lot yeah, yeah. in the uh, wintertime. And the fall is the best time. Fall time, you get uh, massive pepper harvests. And uh, so we did, I'll do for Christmas presents, right? Right. So, like the cost for the cost of a case of mason jars and a jug of vinegar, it's like gifts for everybody. Oh yeah, that's great. (laughs) Not trying to be stingy, you know. No, no, but (laughs) but it's nice, you know. Get some. I do bread and butter pickled. uh, You know, some like some sweet peppers, just regular old jalapenos, and I mean, really, if you can, you can grow it. You can can it. Yeah, definitely. So that's been a hobby of yours for for some time now. Yeah, yeah, and I've definitely uh, learned some skills and, and and figured out more efficient ways to do it. And um, I'm going to look at doing. You know, I, I've learned. So there's a difference in uh, what you're using to to can in. If it's highly acidic and highly uh, sweetened, yeah, uh, with sugar or something else like that, um, it prevents like dangerous stuff like botulism. Okay. But if you want to try and go low acid and more just like prevent preservation, I found I got to get a pressure canner, okay. which is something I'm going to look at and do like things like um, Chipotle and adobo. Yeah. I got a smoker out here. That'd be um, awesome. And then, so I'm going to throw some of those jalapenos on the, on the uh, old smoker over there. Very nice. And, uh, and maybe some, pureed tomatoes and pretty low acid so i'll do i'll practice some pressure canning this year will be cool yeah that's yeah. uh what's the process for that is that difficult to do it's the same we well, gotta get a pressure cooker okay and a big one which is dangerous in itself but um they sell setups that are like kind of Hopefully, dummy proof. Yeah, that's that's. I'm I'm like I have my notebook open. I'm like I'm trying yeah. to draw inspiration it, to actually because my problem is getting out there and doing it. 
I, I get tired so, of like, other hobbies. <laughs> ditto, right? You got kids, things are going on, work, and, and, and anything else, right? Yeah. Um, the water timer. Yeah, that's... Is the best. No, it, and I so can imagine, because like, that was the one thing. You'd come home from a long day, right? You got the kids, they want dinner, and then yeah. you just, there's no time. You're, you're dirty, nope. you've got to get cleaned up, you know, but you still got to go to the garden, you know? Yeah. It's 110 yeah, exactly. degrees. <laughs> It takes the fun out of it, right? Sure. So, um, so that is like a huge relief right there. And then uh, I do like I try and do some stuff to just keep the pests away. I use a, a diamaceous earth. Okay. It's this uh, white powder. It's crushed up, ground up seashells. Okay. And it's uh, super abrasive, but it's it's completely neutral for people. I don't think you should breathe it in, but then I don't think you should. Where does that go? Inhaling a lot of other stuff, right? So uh, I, I get it down at Callahan's General Store down the road. And what, you just sprinkle right? it around the garden? You put it in like this puffer and you like spray it all over the place. Wow. So it's like big white clouds of dust. Huh. Uh, it's good to wear one of those ventilator masks, which well, we, everyone we has for those now, so yeah. you're all way ahead of the game. <laughs> exactly. Right? Um I put that out there, and that's like uh, preventative yeah. for the bugs. Sure, because it it's it's so abrasive. It what it did it it uh, the bugs like walk over it or they eat it or something, and it it kind of like dries them out. Sure, and so they just they you know they die off. Yeah, um, I never noticed a, a big problem with with bugs, but I didn't get as much into it. I had like. Rosemary is silly to put in the garden, but I did. And then yeah. I had like thyme and uh, oregano and a lot of herbs that grow like weeds in a great way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping doing some of this companion planting, I can eliminate some of those pests without any of that stuff would be great to not have to yeah. spend the money on that. You mentioned herbs. That, I tell you that, I mean, that's kind of where I started doing this. Yes. That was the first things I found success growing. And, uh, from a, you know, from your average person's point of view, that's like the most bang for your buck. Yeah, um, right. I think we, we talked about this last time we were talking, like a thing of oregano, fresh oregano sprigs or yeah. basil for a recipe costs, I don't know, like $6, you know, at Whole Foods right. or still four at HEB or something like that. Yeah. So uh, maybe you need two or three of those for a recipe. It's yeah. like $12. Well, like look up Already? like minestrone. Like if you got yeah. every, you know, everything in there, you got it all yeah. in the garden. It takes like 10 bucks off the price of buying any of it. Yeah. Big time. Right. And so, and, and herbs, herbs will grow anywhere. They they love uh, depleted soil. Um, like that, that light brown stuff that they put in every neighborhood. Right. That's that, that cheap soil that they put down after they bulldoze. Yeah. Grow fine in that. Sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, that was. I had the whole bed of the garden was yeah. just filled with herbs, and it was lovely. I was going yeah. to uh, pack them up in bags, and I got all fancy about what I was going to do with it, and like I just let it grow really, and took it. Yeah, of you it. know, um, you know, it's funny. We just bought a dehydrator. Uh, I bought like a, this really like awesome air fryer that has a dehydrator setting. Cool. And so I've been playing around with that, making. Uh, I. So, well, I used to hang this basket out here, this hideous blue basket, to dry the herbs in the summer. Yeah, but it was a nightmare because it's like 
one day it rains and the next day like a bird's taking a dump on it or something. So you're like, yeah. ah, right, well, headaches. With the uh, dehydrator, that's really cool. So you can make some dried herbs. Well, uh, yeah, you know, you take a bunch of bundles of oregano that you really can't use all that. You know, so you have to trim herbs back if they get really long. Yeah. Or they they get scraggly, they get really thin. Yeah. Um, so I'll cut a bunch of stuff back. And if I can get something fresh for people to use, that's great. And if not, you know, things like oregano, mint, chives. Uh, I mean, everything, but like probably parsley and cilantro. Yeah, those are the um, only two that are finicky, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't dry those. But uh, all the rest of them, dry them up. And then, you know, you can make little, get some nice, uh, like, garden yarn. Make little, you know, little bundles for sure. your neighbors or... Yeah, you know, for like gifts and stuff. I, right. You only you find once you start being successful. Yeah. You will grow more than you need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what about oil? Can you make oils? Yeah. How, what? So what's the process? Like, if you had rosemary, for instance, what what can you do to make oil? Um, I usually do a pretty standard process. I'll blanch it really quick. Yeah. Hot water. Maybe. Five seconds. No kidding. Take the life out of it. Just stop that chlorophyll from, from breaking down, right? And then shock it in some ice water immediately. Take it. Uh, you can just punch it up in your hand and squeeze all the water out. Yeah. If you got, you want to be fancy, get some cheesecloth. I just use my hands, right? Um, you know, or wring it out with a dish towel or something like that and, and, and get all that extra water out of it after it's been iced. Take those, throw them in a blender and put some... Um, and so here's a weird thing. A lot of people like love olive oil and I do too, right? Yeah. When you make an infused oil with olive oil, a lot of times those flavors kind of overpower, they, they fight each other. So I'll use just a like a neutral oil, avocado, sunflower. Yeah, I like you know something, um, maybe some expeller pressed canola, yeah. uh, and then like a, a lightly colored oil, and put it in the blender with those herbs that have been blanched, shocked, and drained. Sure. And let it rip, blend it, and uh, I mean I just kind of walk away for about a minute. Yeah. You know, because like. A minute in the blender. You always want to turn it off. But I let it go and break all those down and pass through a coffee filter. And you'll end up with a really awesome oil that will preserve well, too. Because you uh, blanch and shock it like that, uh, it won't continue to break down. It won't get brown. It won't get, you know, off flavors. You've taken all the... Taken anything that's going to naturally break that down out of it by blanching and shocking it. Yeah. And we do that in the restaurant all the time, you know, for service. We make brightly colored chive oil, something like that. Yeah. So, but how, that's a really cool thing to practice. Yeah, because I was uh, wanted to try that with the the rosemary. Now you got to use quite a bit of it, right? Uh, I guess depends on how strong you want to make it, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, how much would it yield if you took, you know? Uh, well, my thought is you'd get um, only a couple drops of oil, you know, from what we're what we just kind of. I mean, through. I think you could probably do about uh, maybe about an ounce of fresh herbs, yeah. You know, which is like 
that much or so. Yeah. And then uh, a cup or two of oil. It depends, like I said, depends on how strong you want it. That, that um, okay. Cup or yeah, two of oil, it, that's good. Yeah, you know, you could also just do like the old fashioned, like uh, in in a bottle, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry, it's my allergies. Oh, that's right. Here. Oh yeah. But, sorry, um, it didn't even register. Sorry, You're scaring <laughs> me. <people. laughs> You're gonna get <laughs> right. Uh, no. Um, so uh, you could also just do that, like kind of old fashioned, uh, like infused bottled oil, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and if you're doing that, that's way easier. Take the uh, whatever you got, right? Uh, garlic, rosemary, oregano. Clean it up real well. Make sure you wash it and dry it real well. No blending. You don't have to do that other boiling stuff. No, for this, you know, something more like just like for like just some nice flavor. Something yeah. for like the table. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, just uh, literally heat that oil up to maybe about three hundred degrees. It's hot enough. To make sure you're killing off pathogens, stuff yeah. that might, you know, make some people sick, um, and pour it right in there, right? Nice. Yeah, and put a cork on it. You're done. Let it cool down just a little bit. Put a put a top on it, and then uh, park it in the fridge. Yeah, take it out when you got company. That's something you could probably use a little bit of olive oil. Again, you know, I use like half, maybe half neutral, half olive oil. Yeah, um, those flavors are going to be really strong on their own. Sure. And olive oil already being a real strong flavor, it's going to kind of fight them a little bit. You know, you won't get, especially if you're, you know, you like really want to showcase what you're, you know, what you got growing out back. Sure. No, I want to yeah. try that with uh, some rosemary. That'll be cool. So I would try both. You know, if you got enough, I mean, the rosemary uh, grows like crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. So you got enough, I'd try them both. Yeah, no, I've got you actually a bunch of oregano, a bunch of rosemary right now that I need yeah. to do something with to, to make room. Well, you for... can mix them up too, right? You yeah. can do all kinds of things like that. And then use that oil. You've got that really awesome rosemary oil. You can make an aioli with it. Yeah. Vinaigrette. Uh, use it on a marinade. Use it. Use it in a little dropper. And like dress up your plates at home. Sure. <laughs> right? And like bake like a really you know, fancy presentation, something like that. You know, the, the two year old, he'd appreciate that. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, but he is a harsh critic. Is he a mini foodie already? I thought my wife was picky, right. Until I got the food literally thrown back at me. by my son. <laughs> Does he get um, out there in the garden and help yet? Yeah, he loves it. He goes out sure. there. You know, I got it. I usually like, uh, I'll get uh, something for him to play with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's not like, or he'll come in and he'll start ripping stuff out. Yeah. Well, the work truck is <laughs> over there. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he loves it over there. Right. And right. Uh, I mean, every now and then he'll come up to me with like something that was growing. Like he like pulled out. He'd be like, daddy. And I'm like, great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I've been there. Now. Right. It's like, oh, you got to let yeah. that grow. <laughs> Yeah, um, but you know, I'm hoping by the end of this harvest season, he's old enough to just go do it for me. That'd be so, that, that's the life, right? You set that up. I mean, yeah, you got the it, irrigation. Right, you got the irrigation. No, you're not watering it. You sit the kid, sit the kid out there, and now you got a farm hand. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're training him up for that. It'll be fun. You know, very nice. That's that's cool. Yeah. What's uh, 
Yeah, I was gonna. I I call my daughter Scarlet Begonias, and I was I, I named my my <laughs> garden Scarlet Begonias Garden. <laughs> Although there's, I, I, there's I, not I, one I, Scarlet Begonias, so I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the dead, right? Nothing at all, especially now that John Mayer is carrying the torch. Yeah, you know, and they're timeless, you know? Oh, yeah. I uh, mean, I, I love I just it. Cut a cousin of mine, is, is she's really cool, but she was in like a sort of almost like a fish cover band, and I was like, you're in a cover band of a cover band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, that takes me back to college. <laughs> yeah. Well, I when uh, when I call her that, if that song ever comes on, yeah. she'll hear her name and she'll go, why did they just say my name? <laughs> how, how, how old your little one? She's six. She's six, six now. Yeah. So the, yeah. the homework situation for me has, is it's not been Intense. challenging, so to speak, but like we have yeah. assignments and things to get through each day. So I feel like the time allotted to that has got to be, you know, not the, the content, right. It's yeah. probably easy, but, um, you know, I have a lot of students who have children too, who are a little older. Yeah, and they're like doing lessons, and I mean, I'm pulling my hair out just trying to keep diapers on them. Yeah, I'm like throwing in work plans and lessons. Um, well, you know, I empathize, but you know, time wise, a lot of people. It's that's a bit something we were not we were not prepared for yet. Right. Well, Abbott just announced that there there's going to be no school for the rest of the year. We were watching that just five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. So that's for you too. I know. I, yeah, I'll, I'll be online. Uh, we're online this semester and, and you know, it's, it's hard to tell what's, you know, what's going to happen in the future. We kind of, I think just taking it day by day. Right. And well, um, our only option really. You know, I have so many, I feel like my challenges right now are small. So many of my friends, yeah. uh, former coworkers, uh, you know, former associates are, uh, are in a much more difficult situation. Yeah. And I, I really empathize with them being kind of in that, being in that boat for so long. And then, uh, of course it affects me differently now, but it's, it's, it's tough on, on restaurants, independent, especially. It, it's um, not easy to watch. I mean, no, it's ever and it's every corner. I mean, yes, yeah. of course, the independent restaurants. But I remember Charles from Sway, um, yeah. and actually all those Fox restaurants. Well. I don't know if they're still under the Fox. Oh, it's Cheesecake. But they just uh, closed. Yeah, they did some of them, right? So Fox kept some of their small ones. But yeah, the big one, yeah. uh, Flower Child and North. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're now Cheesecake owned. Uh, that's kind of a thing. They, they you know, they've, they've done that in the past. True Food Kitchen was... Uh, yep. partially owned by another large restaurant group. Right. Well, um, those guys, well, my point in bringing that up was when this happened, uh, it was a Tuesday. I remember Monday, everything was, you know, we weren't sure what was going to happen. Tuesday, all, uh, half of these places just closed. Yeah. Like, instead of even trying, they closed, which, I mean, in retrospect, may be a good thing. I don't know, but it's crazy to think about, like, how many folks we know? I mean, just watching people yeah. hop on this feed here. There's Ari, Felicia's at the Omni, and they closed all till I don't know when, and definitely maybe. Yeah. But it's just not easy what 
doing all this, you know? No, no, it's, it's not easy to see, um, you know, people you worked with and, and knowing that, that, you know, the future is very uncertain. And I'm also interested in to see what, what comes out of this, right? Uh, necessity is the mother of invention, mm -hmm. something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm interested to see if this if this does continue for month, year, right? Yeah. I mean, no one really knows, but how is this gonna how is this gonna evolve the restaurant world? Yeah. Um, I mean, I see a lot of pre. I, I see a lot of pre-made meals. Yeah. ready to go things that are fresh and delicious right that aren't you know like Stouffer's microwave meal <laughs> right i mean look let's face it you can only cook so many meals at home right before you start repeating on a heavy basis oh yeah right? like most even me like i find myself with after about two weeks i'm like all right it's tacos again right right wow. um you know they'll you can only repeat so many times right before you got either find your recipes or get some food somewhere else. I think a lot of people are inclined to get some food somewhere else. Oh yeah, right. There's I mean, nothing like food someone else cooked you. No, it, it does not. It trust me, it is different. Oh, I, I'm. Uh, That's how it is, right? Yeah, I'm struggling a little bit because I want to get out to. I don't necessarily need it to go dine somewhere, but I mean just to get, spice it up a little bit. Because yes, my food is the getting variety, old, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've the, seen, uh, I have to praise, uh, Philip Spear and now Callie Spear at Holy Roller because they, uh, I'm not sure who the, they're working with the company or it's either their own thing that they've started as well called Assemble, Assemble Kitchen, Assembly oh. Kitchen. So they're actually taking some of their, their favorite dishes and they kind of mm -hmm. prepare them in like a Hello Fresh kind of manner. And then yeah. you pick them up and you finish the cooking process at home. Exactly. That stuff that, is awesome. I think there's going to be a lot of, 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 of vehicles like that, you know, driving, um, you know, different, different types of food that people can get now. Right. Um, people who are used to dining out a lot yeah. are going to want that, you know? And, um, man, I wish Do I knew what was coming. You know, I wish I knew what to train, you know, these young chefs, uh, for I I, I don't. I think right? it's, I think it's um, you got to tap into th their creativity so that they're on their toes. Um, to yeah. they got to be the ones who are uh, ingenious in the coming months here. Um, yeah. RJ, who's been on here, yeah, um, yeah, he's just mentioned that Magnolia Westlake, the Westlake, I saw that. closed for good. That is insane. Right. I mean, and that's closed for good. That's that's yeah. I know it's it's. Did I say RJ? Jr. Sorry, we had uh, we had the RJ and a Jr. in the in the loop somewhere there. So, but uh, that's no a skanking chef. Um, that's crazy because that place is a staple. You know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Things are changing, and I look. I guarantee there's going to be a. Uh, and not to maybe to the same scale of like a Google or an Uber or wh whatever to accommodate this right in the market. Right. There's going to be uh, winners and losers. I feel like business wise. Yeah, and well, it's, that's the way it's going to be. It would be great to see something that most restaurants could embrace and be successful. Yeah. I mean, that would make me feel very, uh, 
what's the word here? Positive, right? Hopeful about the future yeah. of restaurants, you know, well, and as, I, yeah. you know, needs go up and pay scales always going up and it, it gets harder and harder every day to operate a medium to small size restaurant, you know, let alone a massive one. Right. Well, we were talking, um, with, uh, chef Ava, who's out at the, um, she's out in Houston yeah. at a country club. Arios, right? Yeah. So she, um, you know, was talking about somebody who, and I keep banking on the fact that chefs are creative, right? So we're going to find a way out of this or find a, a, a niche in this. Yeah. But when she mentioned that one of the guys had like, is going to separate the dining area. So if it's normally for 60 people, it's now for 30 people. I'm like, yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. And then I was talking with uh, Dominique about this as well. Mm. And he was like, you know, then you have to consider you're making half the amount of money that you would normally make, you know? Half so, or third, yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, it's just crazy to also think about, how things are going to slowly start to open back up. Cause like everybody's yeah. going to do it on their own time and schedule. Um, yeah. I, it's crazy. I hope there's some type of support for them, you know, I'm whether sure it comes through the state or the, or the, you know, the federal government, however it is, you know, restaurants could definitely use a leg up. And I know there's, you know, so many people who could, you could argue could, could use those resources even more, but, I mean, look, nearly 100% of our population eats at restaurants, and they have for so long. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? You don't realize how often you eat at a restaurant until something like this happens. you got to start cooking every day. Right. I didn't realize how often I ate at a I restaurant. Know. And, like, after twenty, almost 20 years of restaurants, I kind of, like, I'm a little more inclined to eat at home. But I'm, like, I mean, one of my favorite restaurants in town is Wu Chow. And I was, like, let's get some to go. They were doing uh, takeout. They closed, right? Yeah. 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 But, you know, until further notice, I feel like they're so, I mean, they are so successful. I feel like it's like, like an Austin icon, right? right? And Swift Saddock and Rosedale and Wu Chow, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, Wu Chow, that's our jam. And <laughs> we got to go food once from them shortly after this all started happening. And I went to look it up yesterday and I was, I, you know, I was, I was sad. Yeah, you know, and I empathize for them too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we had Chef Janelle, who's over at Rosedale, on the podcast recently, and I just—it's just sad to to watch, um, and and then get, then you start getting choked up, trying. You know, it's just a, it's just a heavy, heavy thing to to think about. But hopefully, we find some way to continue to feed the population. You know, craft food food that's been carefully articulated right that has you know soul and composition to it right yeah oh yeah that's a lot of work no it's a lot of work and it's part of uh especially like i said i don't need to go dining out but that's part of going out like why why do i I love via 313 i I love their pizza of course but i love a (laughs) jellyfish in a like a darker room with nice lighting and I just sure. like going there to sit there for that, you know. Yeah, right? Yeah. I uh I like this uh skanking chef has gained ten pounds since home baking. Oh, home baking is blown up, right? <laughs> if you can find the flour, you know. Um some th- cool things I've actually been doing, baking. That's fun. Yeah, what what have you made? Um, you know, I just uh about last week we like wanted we were having pasta. Um 
lasagna specifically, right? So we're like, let's have some garlic bread. And I've got like loaves of, of sliced bread in the freezer, which is not like great for garlic bread, right? right? So I baked up a little baguette, you know? Nice. And it took, you know, two hours to proof it. <laughs> and then But you got that time. Two hours for the final rise. Yeah, but we had a really, really awesome little baguette. I started a starter from some, uh, I had a giant container of, uh, of red winter wheat, right? Um, I bought with the intention of eating wheat berries. I started eating them and I was like, we'll find something different to do with this. Yeah. But I put it in the blender and I ground it into flour okay. and I used, I, I actually, I, I wanted to do a starter because yeah. I'm running out of yeast. Yeah, and you can't buy yeast anymore. It's weird the things you can't buy, right? Sure. Yeah. So um, I couldn't buy any yeast anymore. I'm down to like two or three packets. Uh, so I made this starter, and I've been feeding it in my cabinet every uh, every day. I take a little out, and I add a little bit of this. But I uh, so if you're like hard up for flour, and you've got some barley and and some wheat berries, there you stick go. it in the blender and make some flour. Yeah. Um, and I, I was like, you know, I did a little research before I figured out how to do that, but it's going to be cool to see. Uh, I, I, I am interested in see how this also evolves people's cooking at home, because I think a lot of people are going to come out either better home cooks or realizing how how many, you know, culinary challenges they have. Yeah. Yeah, um, the one uh, hurdle for cooking at home right now is, is like you said, you can't, if you need certain things, you can't just run out and get it like normal. And that is part of, if you enjoy cooking, that's part of the fun. You know, you need a couple ingredients, go grab them. I mean, you got to garden. Um, yeah, well, but that, I can't grow everything, right? I, no, yeah. I haven't tried wheat yet, and I'm definitely not going to. <laughs> um, we're, we're at about uh, 10 minutes here left. Yeah, yeah. Um, something I always ask, and I haven't been asking on any of these podcasts lately, um, just because it's been a, a very different scenario. Number one, we're on the the, the chat here like this. Um, mm -hmm. We're not in the same room. Um, he makes his own flower all the time. The um, oh, flower, but the, yeah. one of the questions, really the only question I ask on every podcast, but I've been feeling to is. Where are your favorite places to go eat? And maybe we can modify that as to some of the places that you've eaten, like Wu Chow, for example. Yeah, this is gonna uh, this is gonna be interesting. Um, so, look, if you would have asked me uh, three, four months ago, you know, it would have been um, like uh, on a special event, like uh, something like Uchi yeah. or Wu Chow, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uchi you know, sounds on so a, good, <laughs> uh, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, more casual places, culinary dropouts, always pretty cool. Heck yeah. Um, let me think here. Uh, you know, I'm a fan, and this is like, look, call it lowbrow, call it budget, but like uh, Taco More Taco on Riverside Moore. Boulevard. If okay. you haven't, that it's literally Taco M O R E. It's pretty big. I mean, and it is not like a full service restaurant. It's a little bit kind of takeout style. They still have servers there, but um, it's awesome. Yeah, Taco and, More. Uh, yep, Taco More. Cool. Check it cool. out. It's pretty cool. Um, 
I, I, I think they're probably they're probably still doing to go orders and stuff like that. Nice. Uh, yeah, if they were set up for it, those places are fortunate. For it. Um, yeah, uh, I mean uh, Tatsuya Ramen, hey, yeah. right? Awesome. Yeah, I like the one. I'll drive to the one on the north side, the one on Burnet, uh, off Burnet, yeah, uh, one eighty three area. That's your pre preference. I'll drive up there because I just like that one more. That was one of the first restaurants I ever went to in Austin. Yeah, me too. Uh, really. When I came out here. Yeah. And because uh, I was working in the domain and we were like, you know, let's, it wasn't, the domain wasn't exactly the same then. No. Right? Ever, ever evolving. Uh, but actually, we got to go food from Tatsuya Ramen uh, two or three nights ago. Oh, yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Dude, I was just going to say they should be doing that because that's like perfect. They are. They're killing it. And we've had and this, we this weather. Just like it. Yeah. This weather with like the rain, it makes me like want ramen. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, um, there's a really cool sushi restaurant called Ichiban on Burnet. It's a Korean Japanese yeah, place. I've heard of that place. Yeah. I mean, it's super low key, but it's great. Yeah. Those guys are awesome. Shake Jack's always cool. Right. Shake Shake. Um, so. We'll try and mix it up. What about Kimiri as far as with the ramen? Do you ever go to Kimiri? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, uh, is that the their their the kind of barbecue fusion yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went there when it first opened. I'm probably it had to be at least a year ago. Yeah, I mean, uh, I liked it. It is very. I had good. a really good pork belly there. Yeah. Um, and then maybe I don't know, like a like a machi collar or something. We had a couple of cocktails there. <laughs> I can't remember yeah. uh, well, specifically hey, the dining experience. An, yeah, another well, another thing that's nice about going out to eat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing that's way changed. You know, I see a lot of people doing the what do we call it? Quarantini. <laughs> Quarantini. <laughs> yeah. So um, I heard that. So I would say that. I was like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, I've discovered that. Uh, I I always thought I was a big fan of like a beer or two every day, and. Uh, that started to get to me be just being home all the time. Like, I need to spice it up a little bit, you know? Yeah, mix it up. Yeah. We can make a mocktail, you know? That's something we could do, you know? And you can get that um, that craft cocktail feeling in, in the middle of the day. Right, right. You know? Yeah, definitely. Or now if you're inclined to, you know? Well, we've got, I've had, uh, we've seen like DJs doing live shows and stuff. We're doing this right here. I'm sure there's bartenders out there making drinks and stuff uh yeah there's got to be uh, a booze delivery somewhere yeah at least that's a that's probably a really good idea oh, you yeah. know oh and, and while you might not do it every night like you said yeah and cook every night maybe you don't want to mix your own drink every night right you know <laughs> well this is how that would be this that's is, a tough nut to crack yeah this is the time to uh also just be as healthy as you can and be on top of it um, yeah we I, go for a lot more walks these days. It's great. Yeah, yeah. You know? And all the neighbors are out. Yep. Uh, so, like interesting, interesting fact here. Where I reside, uh, near Valentina's, 78748 mm -hmm. uh, area code. All right. Just down the road for me. H highest concentration of uh, corona cases are in the 78748 area code. That is, yeah. So uh, I heard that, and I was intense. like, "Well, I guess I'll stay at home, like, cause I'll go out and get something I need if I need it. Wear my yeah. mask, you know, clean up real quick." But now I'm like, "Oh yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna re reconsider doing any of that, you know." Yeah, we definitely do the whole uh, decontamination, you know. Yeah, we, you know, change out in the garage. Oh, do you? I usually just I mean, come home and take a shower. <laughs> I'm like so yeah. weirded out about this, you know. 
Yeah, it's definitely different. Uh, Do you see that timer there for two minutes? Look at that. Oh, we are two minutes. All yeah. right. Well. Well, Chef uh, August, we can uh, we can of course do another one of these at some point. We we should. I think uh, I think this this deserves an update. You know. Yeah. And it definitely after after we see some more things happen and you know I'd love to see where the end of this is. Right. Sure. So and maybe you know get a little closer to that. Yeah. No. And and. We won't even know where the end is and where the beginning starts, but when it happens, you know, one day we'll be able to go, oh, this is happening again. <laughs> yeah, we were thinking about, you know, if we're talking about the kids, and I'm like, what are they going to think of this? This is going to be normal for them, right? They're going to remember this. I just hope yeah. nobody's affected in a negative way where they, you know, I just hope everybody stays healthy. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, yeah. Keep your family safe, keep your loved ones safe, and, you know, yeah, that's what we can do right now. Thank you again for having me on. This was such a pleasure. Oh, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. I'll touch base with you. I know we've been talking about it for a little bit, you know, but yeah. it, was, it was fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Um, it's good to see you. Keep up you with too. the garden, and I'll, I'll touch base with I you. I will. All right. I want to hear yours going, too. Let yeah, me yeah. Know. I'll get, you, I'll get some right. videos up there for you. <laughs> yeah, no worries. All right. You guys, be, be good. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, thank you all. Bye. Take it easy.